Hi everybody, this is Walleye Talk. I'm Dan Ryan. I'm Will Newer. Will just hated that I went with the standard. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do something funky, but he hated it. <laughs> we did this once already, then Lawnmower turned on, and I, I thought it was alright, but Dan hated it. Like he it outright said he hated it. I'm just getting old, dude. Like just normal, <laughs> normal stuff. I just want plain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I need a mustache soon, I think. <laughs> Then you'd be wearing shorts with long socks on, grilling, talking about the lawn. Mm-hmm. I gotta get those white New Balance tennis shoes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the mid-calf socks. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Long socks and short pants. Yep. Change just out so of the, the New Balances. Just so the knee is exposed. When I'm done mowing, I change out of the New Balances into flip-flops with, with socks. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, this is the 4th of July week this is the 3rd of July when we're doing this Um, it's warm outside I think it's like the a week where a lot of people go fishing and fishing is really hard Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) yep like a lot of hours on the water and it's pretty tough at least that's what the week has sort of shown to me so far um but that's right. There's still opportunities to catch fish of For sure. some species, uh, all species, but you just kind of lower your standards. You yeah. Know? And be clever about it. You can feel real clever if you get on it, if you do happen to get on a good bite, because you do have to put together a pretty good plan, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but this week we'll talk about uh, our past week fishing, including a trip to the Twins game, some tips for fishing on the 4th, uh, Will's up for a what if scenario. The mayflies are also hatching right now, uh, not only on Leech, but on the local area lakes, we're seeing them. Um, the big hex genius, so. Yeah, we'll, real big. Real big. We'll talk about that here this week. and um, Then maybe just the week in preview. Yeah. Which will overlap a little bit with the fourth, but it's going to get quiet again around here. Actually, the couple it's, weeks after. Yeah, real quiet. Real quiet, so. Which is, and fishing usually picks up then, and you know that. Mid that second week of July, yeah, so. some midsummer patterns settle settle in, and we, right. they stick around for a while. Fish get to where they're going, and they stay there for a while. Right, so that's what we got. So let's uh, let's hear from Portadoc. Having fun in the sun on the lake all day long. Porta-doc.com. Porta-doc.com local Portadoc dealer today. Porta-doc.com. So Dan, tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, what are we doing here? I'm an Aries. Apparently that matters. You're supposed Aries, to be stubborn. Yeah. I guess, I, and I don't feel like I'm very stubborn, but I guess I'm supposed to be. So I'm gonna work on that. <laughs> uh, no, we after we, we last week we recorded in the boat. And we did get a few complaints about squeaky chairs. Sorry. We'll That's do my better. Fault. We'll do better. But it was, I felt like the content was, I, it was one of the ones I liked the mm-hmm. best. So I hope you got something out of it besides the, the squeaks. And then we went to a Twins game. We did go to a Twins game. Thank you, Eric. Yeah. Thank you, Portadoc. That was, that was great. And it, for the northern folks, we did the, the Big Lake train. Dude, what a tremendous system. It was super slick. Easy drive down there. The train moves super fast. We don't get to be on trains that much. Right. And we didn't deal with traffic. No. And the people we sat with were super pleasant. Yep. 
everybody's going to for the same experience, you know. Right. All we ran up. into we ran into a couple of oh two uh, or well one Longville guy. Yeah, he got on at Ramsey. Yeah, John. He was he lives in Longville. And then a good customer and friend of mine, Neil. Yeah, Neil bought us a beer at the game. That was awful nice of him. Yep. And yeah, it was a good and the time. Twins won. Twins won in pretty dramatic late, late fashion. inning heroics by mm-hmm. Nelson Cruz, bases clearing double. That place erupted. Yeah, two outs, two strikes, bases clearing double. Pretty sweet. That is sweet. Uh, after that. What'd you do for time on the water? Oh, uh, I fished with my dad again. It was his birthday, and I bought him a reel, and he's like, well, we better test it out. And luckily, I was well-equipped. Knew it was kind of coming, you know. Yeah. And uh, we ended up keeping four and caught some perch and some pike out on leech. It was pretty good. Um, fishing in the weeds, jigging a minnow still. That's how the old man fishes. Sure. Jigging a fathead. <laughs> uh, anyway, which we did. I mean, we fished for like an hour and a half. Caught four keepers. It was pretty good. Pretty good for sure. Yeah. And then uh, fished on Blackwater, and it was tough. I I think I went over what I believe to be eight walleyes and never got bit by one. Mm. Water temperature was seventy nine. God, it went up ten degrees. Yep, yep. Not nine or ten. There's plenty. Yeah. A lot. A mean. lot. Yep. And uh, I was marking bait everywhere. Oh gosh. Everywhere. There has been an explosion in food this week. Yeah. You bring your jig in, and there's like 80 little perch chasing it up right, right now. Like, yeah, no wonder mine isn't staying out. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all part of the season. You know, It's if we didn't have this tough time, you wouldn't have the really good times, you know? It makes right. you really appreciate what we, the, you know, what we were talking about earlier. Like, oh, it's going to get tough next week, and it didn't get tough. Oh, it's going to get tough next week, and it didn't get tough. Well, this week, we it are. got tough. Yeah. And uh, I think if, I wish I would have grounded, I, I didn't grind as hard as I think I should have, I didn't drive enough. I mean, I found fish, and I just don't think I tried hard enough, and I think that's why I didn't get bit. Hmm. I tried going over them and hovering them, and I didn't, I don't know, I, don't, I think my approach was wrong, I should have had a different mindset. I think if I would have, I was going over them fast, and then i turn around and come over them fast, and I think I should have just went really slow. And just kind of just stayed right on top of them. And I didn't do that. And that was my mistake. Mm. I think I would have got them. I do find myself, maybe it's not right, but this time of year, I give up on them a little sooner than I do in, in June or September. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, okay, got to find a different different school that has a different a mentality. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Anything else for, for your week? Um. It's becoming more of a numbers game. Like, you got to go over as many fish as possible to get a biter. Right. And that was part of the thing I wanted to kind of get at. And sure. I should have found more fish to go over. Right. As well as go slow over them. I fished Cass Lake at a baby shower with all oh, my, yeah, I fished all my with friends. You yep. We, oh, that was sweet. Dude, we should talk about that. How so do we cool. forget about that? It's a little frustrating, but we... Uh, if you've listened to every episode, you've heard me say this a couple times, but we drove over hundreds. Yeah. And, and looking at them with our eyeballs in eight to 12 feet of water. It was sweet. Just driving a break that, and they're big fish, dude. We saw some big ones. Tankers. Yeah. And they were right in with the suckers, Mm -hmm. bunch of suckers, which makes me think that sometimes I fish over suckers. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. They were mixed right in there. Yeah. I wonder why they're friends. 
don't know. Maybe the suckers sort of run interference for the, the walleyes. Maybe they're like the the donkey, right? So you put a donkey in with a, with the horses, right? Yep. And the donkeys, like, take the fall, right? Right. Like and then the, the horses pre- all get around. Right, run yeah. away. Yeah. And the wall. Maybe that's what... Maybe it's less so the walleyes are, or the suckers that hang out with the walleyes. Maybe the walleyes are just like, you get to hang out with us, okay? Right. Yeah. And, and the walleyes are like looking up at the two muskies they see swimming right by them too. <laughs> like hopefully that thing will catch a sucker before it catches me. <laughs> we did. We saw one. Two muskies. One that was right around 40 and then another that was right around 30 or something. Yep. Beat huge, up. But yeah, they were both beat up. Yeah. pretty sweet right and we tried catching them and we had you know you when we'd find a new school of them we'd you know we'd stop the boat and we'd cast at them and that first cast you'd always have fish following mm-hmm. your stuff we right. were casting plastics and i threw a, a rapala for a while and uh but you couldn't get them to bite yeah i do wonder if that's like a perfect representation of you spooking a school though yeah you know if which Hard to know they're there. You know, I think if we... Well, now we had known that if we had went back in the evening or something, I think we would have gotten fish to bite. But I think you just busted them. Right. So. Then I fished uh, Wabado. I had a young man, a 12-year-old boy, catch a 30-incher out of Wabado. That's so sweet. Yeah. It was pretty great. Uh, made a memory. The fish is going on the wall. I, and I'm, I'm totally okay with that. Yeah. You know? I know everybody has their own opinion about what to do with the big ones, but I think people have the right to make the decision, and uh, as long as you do one and not a stringer full of them. Right. And that's that's a fish of a lifetime. For sure, for sure. Like, we're fairly old combined. We're, what, 58? Something, yeah. And we haven't caught a 30. Right. His dad brought that up. He's like, the tough thing for you is... Now you're going to have to go a long time, like maybe your whole life without catching one bigger than that. Right, right. <laughs> and, you know, in other places, the parts of the world, they're like a diamond dozen. You know, you go to yeah, Erie and that's yeah. just, you know, a big fish is 30. That's like your our 24 inches, right, you know. Right, But here it is really something special. Yeah, yeah. And you better make sure that you get good memories of that fish. Yep. I have, make it worth it. So this kid wanted to catch a muskie. He's mm-hmm. a twelve-year-old. So I had some muskie gear with. He'd cast for a while, and he actually was able to cast pretty well, which surprised me. He's a pretty built twelve-year-old. Um, but we talked about how, like, yeah, you wanted to catch quote unquote a trophy fish, you know, thinking about a muskie. But a thirty-inch walleye in our lakes is far more rare than a muskie. Any muskie. Yep. And I also have a memory. I pulled into this spot, and we had just done real well pitching right at a shoreline like the break was tight to the shoreline and for kids then they they start to connect like oh the fish are if i land my clat my cast 10 feet from shore this is where we're catching fish well this spot it was like an under it was a point so we were out away from shore a ways still pitching at eight feet of water but the his younger brother was sitting right next to me and right before that the little kid goes we're not going to catch anything here. Like, literally right before the, the guy, or his older brother, set the hook. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Good memories. <laughs> That's super cool. Overall, though, I, I've had a couple tough ones. Tough one on woman. Um, Wabato, we didn't we didn't do great, but we caught a, a nice one. And then, um, yeah, it, it's definitely slowed down, for sure. 
That's my week in review. Yeah, but but we're we're still catching fish. Oh, and once we le- once we got done with our podcast, we kept fishing. We ended up catching four more walleyes. Yeah, day. yeah. <laughs> one one good stretch of weeds right at the end. Yeah, yeah, and. We've got a new name for largemouth bass. They're all four pounders. <laughs> Every largemouth is a four pounder. A four pounder. Yeah. Oh, you got another four pounder on? <laughs> oh yeah, it's just a four pounder. <laughs> and he got a kick out of that too. <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's a joke because everyone thinks that their their fifteen inch bass is a four pounder. That's just <laughs> oh, good stuff. Let's um, take a break, huh? Or you want to just keep well, going? Well, let's just keep rolling. we All got right, plenty fine. of time. Fine. Why do you got to... You got to pee or something? Nope. I'm good. All right. Well, if you're good, I'm good. Let's, uh... Let's kind of dive in. We're, we're on the busiest stretch of the season. Yep. Like, this five-day period, there's more boats on the water than any other period of time. I would time. agree. Uh, Labor Day doesn't get like this. Memorial, Memorial Day doesn't get like no. this. The warm ones on Memorial is probably your your closest. Yeah. But fishing opener is nothing like this. Oh no. No. This is this is crazy. Yeah. Um so here's some we're gonna lay out a few ideas for you to, if you're like, okay, let's get out fishing and wanna have some success. This is what we recommend you do if you have the possi- or if you have the time and ambition. We said it last year and just to reiterate, like this is the week for people to be pleasure boating. You can't be mad about it. Like, this is their week. A lot of times I'm thinking, this is a day to be sitting on a pontoon. Mm -hmm. Maybe not fishing walleyes. But uh, I'm still out fishing walleyes. Right, right. So give them a break. You know, they've got their their right to be out there too. Um, Big thing that I think about this time of year, and you brought it up to me, then Dan Crone brought it up to me, and I watched it, and I was like, oh, yeah. People unknowingly chew up the weed beds pretty bad the the pleasure boaters um and not even like that they're eating them up but they buzz them a lot like the weed beds get a lot of traffic so i'm not saying the weeds isn't the way to go in fact i do think that you should be spending time in the weeds but maybe think about what's a part of the lake that has some good weed beds that doesn't get a lot of boat traffic yeah you got to be tucked away you Mm -hmm. don't want to fish like short you don't want to fish like points that stick out into the middle Mm-hmm. You want to get back into, you know, some smaller bays, like uh, I'm saying like they cut back in a little ways to hardly even a bay, but you want to go fish more inside turns than long points. Yeah. Fish beds instead of weed points. And if there's some wind, get in the wind because not only is that just a good general rule for, for catching fish, but it's also going to keep skiers and tubers away. They're right. generally going to look for slack water. So if you can find some, some wind... Um, you're likely going to have a little bit more space. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you, if you are serious, you know, if you're a walleye or die kind of a guy and you're like, yeah, my whole goal is to catch a few walleyes this weekend, get up at four and be done by six thirty. Yep. And that's going to be not, you have a better chance of catching them in the morning right now than you do at sunset. Just because of boat traffic. Boat traffic and cooler water. Sure. Um, that night nights cooled it off a bit right? yeah Instead right of building up the heat the whole time right it makes a lot of sense yeah and that's what I, I mean you're gonna stay you're gonna have a lot better time because it's going to be quiet you're gonna have these spots to yourself um the only other people who'd be out there is gonna be musky fishermen because yeah. those guys are 
if you're a musky fisherman, if you are a quote unquote musky fisherman, you're a diehard musky fisherman. <laughs> you're getting up at four, nothing's stopping you. <laughs> yeah, and I mean the lake doesn't get super busy till probably ten o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. But you want to hear something crazy? Yeah, I was talking to a guy who's caught like eighteen muskies so far. Oh my gosh! But he has put on three hundred miles on his outboard, <laughs> trolling. Oh, just trolling. Ooh. 300. Yeah. He's changed his uh he's changed his oil twice already. <laughs> he said, yeah, I haven't turned it. musky fishing, the only time I've ever turned I've turned my motor off is to take pictures. That's like what I said. hook up and catch pictures. Take pictures. <laughs> I'm like you've got to be kidding me. Wow. Yeah. So, same general rule that we talked about with walleyes, like just got to be in front of a bunch of fish. Yeah. Trolling's a good way to do that. Yep. Especially musky trolling, you're going four miles an hour. Yeah, right. <laughs> lots of water to cover. Lots and lots. The other thing is if you're not connected to or if you don't have to fish a certain lake, Leech Lake isn't a bad option because it's so big. Right. It doesn't get, you're not going to feel the recreational boat traffic on Leech. Um, and I, I think it's, there's still plenty of fish to catch out there. <laughs> the West Side guys are still doing pretty good. So are the East Side. I mean, I just talked to Jeff. He's been doing really well on pulling spinners okay on the on the north side of pelican gotcha so yeah there's fish and then you'll have some space yeah big water right the other option is like small quiet little ones you know the ones you got to work at to get you got to want to get there to get there yeah Mm -hmm. take some sweat the one we fished last week would be a good good one to be on yeah that would be a great one there'll be there'll be six boats out there yeah and for that lake that's you know we say it's a little little lake well, it's a quiet lake. It's not that small. Yeah, it's probably the it? size of Girl Lake. Right. Yeah. Which isn't that little. Yeah. But there's just never anybody out there. You gotta, I mean, because it's a pain in the butt to get to. Yeah. <laughs> just takes a lot of driving and a lot of gravel. Yeah. But that's it. That's it. Nice landing. Super nice landing. Fun. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's going to be a fun weekend. And you were also talking about earlier, too, when we were having steak and eggs. Um... That, you know, maybe fish something else. Oh, yeah. Like, maybe take... Because you... This is traditionally a tougher walleye week. Maybe this is a good week to fish muskies or fish smallmouth or fish largemouth or do something different. And then keep in mind that you can build your skill set for walleye fishing or build your spots for walleye fishing uh, targeting one of those species, you know? Right. Uh... Well, Eric Hendricks, he mentioned he was musky fishing, and that's what led to his real goofy walleye bite. Right. Um, You can learn a lot about the weeds as a bass fisherman. Easier to learn about the weeds as a bass fisherman than as a walleye Because everything you were using is weedless. Right, yeah. Uh, And those those bass guys find the best shallow water water walleye bites. Mm -hmm. They do. But Makes me want to go north. Yeah, that'd be fun. All right, let's take a break. Now, now it's break time? Yeah. It's break time when Will says it's break yeah, time. Yeah, I'm in charge here. This week's episode is brought to you in part by Full Stringer Bait and Tackle in Longville, Minnesota. This week's bait tip of the week is all about aerators. So in my opinion, you need a 110 bubbler and you need a portable bubbler. All sorts of options at Full Stringer, including battery-powered, 12-volt-powered, 110. Stop in, take care of those minnows. Uh, Full stringer bait and tackle has what you need to take care of your bait. 
I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. You're going to throw me another softball here? Uh, it's not going to be super soft. Okay. It's October 1st. Okay. Morning trip. Leech Lake. Okay. It's dead calm. Ooh. Clear. Okay. We had a little front come through the night before. Okay. And the morning temp when you get on the water is 49 degrees. What's the water temp? Water temp is pretty warm. Water temp is 58. Oh, I can do this. This is easy. Uh, It's not easy, but this is real doable. Okay. So the big thing, I think, is to... You want to hit a bunch of spots. You don't want to grind. You don't want to spend too much time at one spot because they're either going to be on or they're going to be off. So you're looking for little schools of fish. And I, I'm going to fish out of the point of view access. You know, I'm going to go out of battle point. Okay. I'm going to fish. There's a couple of weedy spots there I'll try right away. Um, casting, jigs, and minnow. That's all I'm using is minnows. Casting, cast, casting. Um, if that spot doesn't work, I'm going to go to battle point. If Battle Point doesn't seem to be hopping, I'll jump over to the north tip of Bear and hit Ginzer. I think I'll find fish on... The first three might be duds because... Well, they just might be. Battle Point might have a few. North tip's going to be a bust. Weed spot's going to be a bust. Uh, but Ginzer is going to hold them in like thirteen feet, 12 to 13 feet of water. And we're going to catch like five there. And we're going to spend like an hour going back and forth over where those fish were in the fishy areas and those deeper boulders. And then we're going to have to move. So right now we're at like two hours in. We got five fish. Three of them in the box. Then I'm going to bust over to Sugar. And I'm going to find a school on Sugar. And that's going to, I'm going to spend the rest of the day on Sugar Point. Between like 13 and 8 feet of water. They might even be shallower than that on Sugar. They might be in like 6 feet. But I'm going to spend the rest of the day there. And we're going to catch like 8, 9 more there. Ooh, nice. We're going to catch 14. Nice. Yeah. Yep. We're going to use, we're going to use... Rainbows and fatheads, I might have some bigger minnows with, but probably not. How many guys do I got? Two. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I probably will bring a handful of bigger minnows. Not a lot. Uh, but yeah, we end up with 14. Everyone's happy. Keep six of them. Lots of bigs. Lots of big fish. Gotcha. I like it. I really like the, the decision to leave Ginzers, mm-hmm. which would be a tough one in the moment. Yeah. Because... Fishing conditions are tough. Five fish off that spot, we could maybe do all right, but I think it's the right one yeah. to bail. You think I'm, my numbers are too high? Uh, Maybe a little. On maybe sugar two point? or three off. Uh, yeah, you might maybe more like five or six off sugar. A lesser guy would a lesser guide would have caught three. Mm-hmm. We're catching five. Catching five. Oh, yeah. The boom sticks out. I got the old uh, world-class rod. The boom stick. <laughs> that sucker's catching them. You can't stop it. Do you think there's a thing... That fish, shallow sand fish, stay put and are a little more aggressive in tough conditions than shallow rock fish. Yeah, I think shallow rock fish have a tendency to go deeper. Right. I think those sand fish are staying put because that's where they. That's that, sort that's of, their hunting ground. Right. And that's where they're going to be if you have rock. Rock fish have more options out deep, right? Sure. So if they're in the shallow sand, there's only a limited amount of space where they're going to be able to have prime hunting ground. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. I think. That's my idea. Um, so those fish, ha- they got to stay shallow because that's where they got to, that's their couple options to sit and eat. Mm-hmm. Makes mm. sense. I ask that because I have a memory of fishing the west side a couple years ago and fishing with a couple west side guides 
And we were able to just sit in like five feet of water in the sand. And we the wind was like six miles an hour. And we were sitting right on top of them, <laughs> catching them. Really? Yeah, right up until the end of the trip. Like right up until noon. That's sweet. Yeah, and I was like, I don't think we can do this on, on our shallow rocks. I could be wrong, but it's different. Different. Nice. October 1st, that sounds like fun, huh? That does sound like fun. That's a long ways away, though. Yep. All right, mayflies. Mayflies. In July. In July. They're two months off. My goodness, what are these things thinking? Definitely a late mayfly hatch everywhere. Yeah, just cold. They're very water dependent when they can hatch and breed. That's what they hatch for. They hatch, they become flies just to to reproduce. And then they die. And they die. What kind of a life is that? I, I everybody says that, but although it's got to live a pretty sweet aquatic life, like That's they're true. they're alive for a while down there doing cool stuff. That's true too. They get eaten by a lot of things. They do food for everything. Yeah, even when they're bugs, like land animals eat them. Oh know? yeah, birds birds are eating them, like crushing them. Yeah. Plus, it's a pretty sweet spectacle to see from like afar. Mm-hmm. Looks like smoke. <laughs> it does yeah. it's like the lake is on fire yeah and i think it goes with just the the food explosion that happens in the minnow world too you know or in the fish world so it's not just the mayfly's fault that fishing slows down there's a lot of bait around think about what spawned this spring mm-hmm. they're now an inch long yeah prime food right so I don't know what what to tell you for tactics. Jig wraps, I think, can work pretty well in the mayflies. Um, A lot of people pull spinners. Yep, spinners are are a go-to. One thing that people can work on is the screen is super busy, right? There's bait balls, Mm -hmm. there's mayflies. It looks like there's just a bunch of stuff going on. You can still see your fish, though. If you're good at reading your graph, you can still know that there's walleyes down there. Um... And that's important. So, like, that made a trip for me last week out there. Lots of junk. You know, the spot looked good because there was so much food. No fish there. So I just kept driving. And then I did. They were still in there, usually mixed right in with the bait. You just have to know what your fish look like on your graph. Should be a density thing, right? It's a density thing. Density, shape, proximity to bottom, all those things. Um, and then those fish were pretty cooperative. We got them all on jig wraps that day. Sweet. I think you could have pulled spinners. I was going to, and then I watched a guy who is a pretty good fisherman pull spinners, and he didn't catch any, so I just stuck with the jig wraps thinking, I think he's probably doing a decent enough job that he should get a bite, right. and, and he didn't. And I knew I knew he was going over fish because we were fishing the same ones. Um, uh, spinner colors, I think that's colors, colors and speed. Um, oh, and blade size. I was talking to my buddy Lee. I was like, tell He's me... He's a big spinner guy. Yeah. I was like, tell me two things I could be doing wrong pulling spinners. And he's like, you should vary your speed and you should vary your blade size. He actually didn't think color was the biggest thing. So, I could see that. Yeah. Speed in that particular day, speed was the thing. I I was pulling them at 1.2 and then I slowed down to a mile an hour and... Made all the difference. Made all the difference, yep. Caught a bunch of them real quick. You ever pull them fast, like 1.7? I was thinking about that. Like, because, I mean, if you're thinking about relatively, I mean, they'll eat a crankbait going 2.2, mm-hmm. 2.5. Why sure. wouldn't they eat a spinner going that fast? That's a good question. I bet some some good spinner guys would know the answer. I bet they do sometimes pull them real fast. I think it would be like now. Yeah. 
it might be just it might be a pain in the butt you know you might have to go you might have to go to like a two ounce bouncer to pull them true um you might have to have more line out than the guys like to have out it can be just a logistical headache that keeps them because if you're going a mile an hour you, you can manage your lines pretty well even mm-hmm. with three or four lines in the boat i don't know yeah Overall, good thing. Nothing that should bum you out too much. Once again, just a time of year thing. That's all I got to say, man. Yeah. I like them. I think they're pretty. Wear goggles when you're driving in. <laughs> you will eat a lot of them. They'll hurt your face. And if you have a good, uh, if you have a harbor guy, a, a dock guy that you really like, maybe be nice to him this week because they, especially if the wind's been blowing at them. They have a lot of work to do with dead mayflies. Yeah. Those guys, if they get the wrong wind for too many days, they're raking mayflies for a long time. Yep. So maybe boost your tip up from a couple bucks for the mayfly. It's a mayfly tax. It should apply to fishing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Let's take a break. Yes. This tackle tip of the week is presented by the One Stop in Longville. The tackle tip of the week is during these warm, this warm time of the year, it's it's a pretty good tool to have in your tackle box is, is pulling crankbaits. Uh, you can cover lots of water quickly, and you get those fish to get a reaction bite. Get a, uh, and some of the best crankbaits that you can find are both flicker shads and hot and tots. If you've ever talked to Carl at Pikedale, he'll tell you, you got to have hot and tots. So fortunately, the One Stop's got them both on sale right now for the rest of the month. Get in there, check them out, get yourself some. All right, before we do the weekend preview, got a few listener shout-outs. Yeah, so there's actually a pretty, I mean, there's some fairly good stories that come with these two. Uh, the first one is Jim Hardman. He's uh, out of Michigan, I believe. So a guest we had, Mark Pordak, uh, he went down to a wedding in Wisconsin, and this guy, Jim, was a... Uh, friend of his a friend of the family for a long time when he was growing up and then he moved away so he hadn't really seen the guy in a long time and uh out of nowhere he's like dude i started listening to this podcast and the second episode i listened to there you are (laughs) (laughs) so hopefully he still listens thank you jim for uh the shout out and then uh i just got uh, off the phone with a guy today uh there's a guy named doug peterson out of stanley north dakota a friend of my buddy, uh, Jacob Carpenters, hmm. uh, was talking. So they were talking, yeah, we're going to go to Longville. And they were talking to Jacob and Ashley, this Doug was. He's like, yeah, have you ever, do you know anybody from there? And because uh, he, started, he started listening to this sweet podcast, which thank you, by the way, for, for the compliment. Right. You know? And uh, I, went to sc- I went to college with Jacob and Ashley, and they're great people. And they're like, uh, they were trying to pronounce my last name. Do you know this uh, Will Nur guy? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, ah, yeah, we've heard of him. <laughs> so thank you guys for the for for listening. We appreciate it. And if there's any questions you guys want us to answer, just ask. We'd be happy. We to. get we try to get to all of them. I think it's funny. I can on the Apple iTunes. I can see where which countries people listen from. We maybe talked about this, but there's like 30 people from Canada that listen. No joke. Which just sort of amazes me. I'm probably not giving Canadian walleye fishermen enough uh, credit, because I assume they'd be like, why do these guys think so hard about this? 
just catch the walleyes. <laughs> you have to talk about it for 45 minutes each week. <laughs> I'd rather talk to my pine tree. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Week in, week in preview. What are you going to do this week? Uh, so I've got family coming up. We're going to go fish some pan fish. For sure, we're going to go try and get some bluegills. Logan's going to be around, so he's my nephew. He's five. He's pretty awesome. Uh, so we're going to go fish some panfish, get some sunfish in the boat. Then I'll go fish the weeds. I'm going to look for small lakes that aren't going to get a ton of pressure myself. That's what I'm going to be aiming for. And these panfish lakes that I generally go to, they have a really good... Uh, They've got generally got real good walleye populations, like the one we went to last week during the podcast. We went fishing, like I was fishing panfish. He was Dan was searching for walleyes. We still caught five walleyes when I was fishing for you know I was fishing panfish yeah. and caught four of them it, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you caught most of them. Right, so um, that's kind of my plan. And then I've got some trips later in the week, and it's gonna be real weedy. Uh, I'm I'm gonna look in the deeper water, but I'm gonna fish the weeds. Gotcha. So. I've, that's a certainty so we'll drive the deep stuff for sure we're gonna fish the the shallow stuff i've got a couple that i'm gonna focus exclusively on walleyes on and i i feel okay about them i think we'll we'll be all right i do think uh well i think i'm gonna have to find exactly what they want in the situation so i'm gonna fish jig wraps i'm gonna rig crawlers leeches and big minnows what's your progression then if you're gonna be so let's say you found a pot of fish. You found eight fish on this one spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you, how do you how do you go about getting at them? I'm gonna rig first, and I'm gonna rig a creature bait and a minnow, and then if neither one of those weight work, I'll switch the creature out to another creature, and then I'll jig wrap them. I do think it's best to hold off if you can on jig wrapping them. We talked last year about how you maybe. If they don't like them, or even if a couple of them like them, you can mess up the school, I think. The rest of the school. Yeah. So I think you should maybe hold off if you can. Uh, tonight might be a little different. I might just drive every spot and pitch jig, jig wraps at them. Cause I'm, Turn and burn. I feel like they're going to work real well tonight. <laughs> well, with the water being as hot as it is, I think you're on the right track myself. Yeah. Yep. Um, but it also could be a big minnow kind of a night. Could be. I think they're going to be chill. we got some weather coming in tomorrow. These today is when they're going to be active. Mm-hmm. Tonight, before we get this weather, it's going to be good. I think some of the smaller lakes, it, I I just feel far more confident about finding the the bigger schools on them because they they seem to hang in in just five or six spots. You know, yep. So you can you can find them in 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 good numbers. Whereas like woman or leech, leeches, I th- I I don't really know what's going on on leech. I have to be honest. I haven't been out there for four or five days. I could go there and do really, really well. I'm just sort of fighting off the go there and have a real, real hard time, which it's could a, happen. It's a boom or bust kind of a deal. Yeah. Like, spring is boom, and let's be honest, summertime, it's bust. Right. Like, we kind of avoid it for two months out of the year, yeah. Yeah. unless we're musky fishing, you know. Right. But it's it can be really tough. And to be to be fair, you and I to are To be both, fair. To be fair. <laughs> You and I are both talking about our next day off. We're gonna go grind Leech Lake and try to do, try to get better. Right. But I don't like to try to get better with customers when you're getting paid. Right. Yeah, we were just talking about yeah. that. We yeah. should go up there. And so it's not like it, we're giving up on it. It right. is a. It's know. a time restraint deal. Yeah. Yeah. Because it takes more hours during this time of year to, 
to find your schools of fish to get them located, especially where they're going to... It's not hard to find fish out there right now. Right. But it's certainly hard to find biting fish. Right. Yeah. And then uh, I sure hope some crappies start showing up in their usual July haunts. Caught one last night. Felt like, oh, this is a good sign. Didn't get another one out of there. We are just early. We're early. Think about it. So usually... Usually the water's been at above 70 degrees for a couple a weeks before we and start the weed, catching the weeds them. are a third taller than you Usual. know, usually. Mm-hmm. Right now they're pretty short. Yeah, one last tip that we didn't have this on the agenda, but your weeds are going to look different this year compared to last year. If you come up and fish the 4th of July week, your weeds are going to look different. They're not going to be gone. But, and that is a big adjustment. You have to adjust to, to your weeds looking different. Because imagine, like, all of a sudden one of your favorite humps looks way different. Yeah. That, that's going to matter to you. So you're going to want to make some adjustments for that. Yeah. Crappies are fun, though. I forgot. They're pretty, they bite pretty good. Good pull. You can get a good hook set in them, yep. too. Uh, yeah. And it's fun having a, you know, people get real excited about them, too. And especially, like, we're very fortunate to be in this area. Like, in my opinion, it, I actually got this opinion, you know, not just for myself, but it's kind of a consensus of a, a few people I've talked to. Um, but, like, this Longville area is, like, the second best in the in the state for as far as quality and numbers. Like, the first is going to be, like, the Detroit Lakes area. But we've got big sunnies and big crappies, and we've got good numbers of them because we've taken care of them. Sure. So, yeah, that's another thing that we've... We're pretty fortunate to have for sure. Yeah, and then maybe we get some time to go fish Winnie, and Leech, and oh man, we got lots of things that we'd like to do. Mm-hmm. It's just hard to find time. Yep. Anyway, that's it. Be nice to each other. Be nice to the pleasure boaters. Like, do them a favor. Help the guy loading the pontoon for the one time each year. Help him out. He yeah, really comes in handy having an extra set of hands. Yep. And uh, send us some questions, comments, concerns. Mm-hmm. Have a good fourth, everybody. Yeah.